man's problem as shorbindo reveals to us is that he is caught between two worlds very beautifully in one of his poem a tree he describes the life of man a tree besides the sandy river beach holding its topmost boughs like fingers to the heaven it cannot reach this is the soul of man his body and brain hungry for earth his heavenly flight detain he is caught between two worlds because he carries within him on the one hand the seed of divine perfection and therefore we always seek perfection perfection in life perfection in world perfection within us perfection in relationships perfection in what we do it's in it's it's a drive which is inbuilt and even collective perfection that's why uh, uh, though we human beings get mad at each other we are by nature nomads we should remember it i know mad at you and you know mad at me but we are nomads since since the beginning of humanity you see man has been searching searching going here there everywhere in search of a promised land in search of a heaven upon earth in search of a beautiful space and when he has done with exploring earth then he goes to distant stars when he has done with distant stars he goes exploring inside to find states of consciousness which are higher and higher but even when he discovers states of consciousness which are beyond that doesn't satisfy him because his ultimate original urge is to integrate life here must be perfect that's what he is here for he is meant to do that he is meant to be the bridge but he doesn't know how even in his flight to the beyond in search of the new land he enters no land which we call nirvana so it doesn't make him you know fully happy he search for the new land the promised land and as we read in the morning shurbindo the avatar opens the door of this greater world this new world he opens that which is hidden in the unmanifest he aspires to bring it down that is his work that is his aspiration to bring down a greater world that man cannot do it is the work of the avatar to do this work man is by nature not capable he doesn't even know he seeks but he doesn't know where to find where it is hidden is there really a new world because mind is constantly throwing doubts the life force is constantly impeding his advance the body of course totally resists so the avatar comes and aspires and opens the doors and brings down a greater world that's his work but there is another work which has to be done at this end man has to receive this new world this new world doesn't hang in thin air and therefore we read the mother's comings through the yoga of savitri that she opens the doors gives the yoga to man walking on which he can become ready to receive the new world otherwise the new world is like you know man will collapse under its weight um, shobindo describes that in some of his early writings that if you give the mace of bhima to be lifted up by an ignorant fellow if perchance he lifts it up it will fall upon himself and 
you know, there are examples, cases, where in search for the supramental, by one's own effort, people became inframental. You know, they lost whatever little mind and common sense they had because the ego self, you know, wants to draw it for itself, enter into a state of aggrandizement and it collapses under its weight. So she gives the yoga to man, that's her work. So we see how Mother and Shubhindu, they work together. Shubhindu opens the door of the beyond and that's why we see Mother heard his command that hour has come when the new world door is opened on 29th February. Whereas Mother walks with us, holds our hand, carries us, identifies with earth nature. So that explains what we read in the morning that Shurbindo's yoga, it would have remained incomplete without the mother's coming. It, it won't have been able to help others because you can either do this or you can do that. So he identifies with the beyond, unmanifest, brings it down, whereas the mother works from here. So what is man's aspiration? Man's aspiration is to find the bridge without which his life will always hang between a state of temporary transient fulfillments and transient unhappiness. So this man's aspiration to bridge the two is beautifully there in Savitri, book 5, the book of love, where Satyavan describes page 405 So Satyavan describes what all he has achieved Satyavan is the soul of man and the love of Satyavan Savitri is the love of the human soul for the love of, to the divine mother that is what this love is about so he describes to Savitri who he is, what he has discovered, what he has known, what he has felt. But toward the end he says on page 405, it's a long passage and I'll try to just cut down. I felt a covert touch. I heard a call, but could not clasp the body of my God or hold between my hands the world mother's feet. In men I met strange portions of a self that sought for fragments and in fragments lived. Each lived in himself and for himself alone and with the rest joined only fleeting ties. This is the reason for our grief and this is the reason why we are perpetually unhappy with human relationships because we seek a fragment, we find a fragment but not the completeness. So human beings try to multiply as if, if all relations could combine we will be able to find the one but it doesn't work like that. One has to discover the one and then all relations will find their place. So he's describing this life of humanity. Each passioned over his surface joy and grief, nor saw the eternal in his secret house. And yet he is in search for that perfect one. I conversed with nature, 
mused with the changeless stars god's watch fires burning in the ignorant night and saw upon her mighty visage fall a ray prophetic of the eternal sun all this man has achieved even in his inner life he has discovered the ray the intuitive beams through which he can glimpse the presence of the one hidden behind nature i sat with the forest sages in their trance there poured awaking streams of diamond light i glimpsed the presence of the one and all but still there lacked the last transcendent power and matter still slept empty of its lord the spirit was saved the body lost and mute so this is the power the last transcendent power without which matter remains what it is so we have a choice we can go within discover the divine we can go above into the beyond get some touch of the infinite but matter life here with matter as its base remains empty and vacant and that has to be bridged that power has to be found and we read in the morning shobindo clearly reminding us but vain are human love and human power humanity doesn't have that power and that power which can fill this abyss called matter this darkness called this world and transmute it that power is love so love is the power and the divine mother brings that power along with her to transmute it and that is why if we really want to change things it's a paradox that we want to change things while remaining at the same level it doesn't work out so now satyavan gives us the secret he has tried to find love in many human relationships he has tried to find you know the divine presence here and there and glimpsed it but he has not yet found the power that can really bridge the two but intuitively now he knows it and beautiful lines but thou hast come and all will surely change when shubindo was asked what is the secret of harmony shubindo gave a one line reply union in the mother the moment we step out of that and try to find harmony we end up finding adjustment acceptance all that is fine accommodation adaptation but it's not harmony they are semblances but not the real thing but when we discover the divine mother when we begin to live in her harmony becomes a way of life because there is no more the ego which is struggling and feeding the other's ego see what happens with human life we feed each other's ego and after a while it becomes so a way of life that um if two people don't fight with each other for a few days they begin to wonder you know do you really love me no quarrel you know for some time so but that's what human love is about behind all the gloss and all the glamour and all that you know big names that we may use it so you must know what it is about and who else but death can tell us so we have in savitri page 611 death reminds savitri says that look don't try to establish true love here true love here comes only when 
the lover is gone. Then you can, you know, people build erect monuments like Taj Mahal, even if they fought forever in their life. But after death, they must build a Taj Mahal. And perhaps the reason is that, you know, this man was separated for quite some time. And then after death, he was gazing all the time. Sometimes I wonder what was he gazing. Probably he must be thinking, you know, his son had made him a captive, Sajahan. So as a mercy, strange idea of mercy, he allowed him to gaze at Taj Mahal. A monument built in the, you know, memory of his loved queen. What he must be thinking? Probably this, that, you know, why did I fight all my life? <laughs> I wish we could have lived happily ever after and so on and so forth. So death reminds Savitri that you want to bring down a greater love, that power of love. But man is not capable of holding it. What is the use? You will bring the power and he will spill it over like he has been doing with all the powers. You bring knowledge, he erects a belief system. He traps it into religions. He makes a cult out of it. He does many things. You bring knowledge and he does that. You bring power and he turns it for his egoistic purposes. He calls it my power, my capacity, etc., etc. And you bring love, you know what is going to happen. And he shows the mirror of humanity to Savitri. To strive, constant associates without joy. Two egos straining in a single leash, a leash of ignorance in which they are tied and they are straining. You know, that's how the gods play with us, you know, two dogs tied to a leash and they are barking at each other. They cannot devour each other. At the same time, they can't stay away from each other because after all a companion. So <laughs> this is how he's describing by leash. Two minds divided by their jarring thoughts. Two spirits disjoined, forever separate. Thus is the ideal falsified in man's world. Trivial or somber, disillusion comes. Life's harsh reality stares at the soul. Heavens are adjourned, flees into bodiless time. Death saves thee from this and saves Satyavan. It's good that you are married only for one hour, one year. Take it as a grace. If this would have gone to the second anniversary, already you would have started feeling the drift. And by seventh anniversary, it would have been, you know, I think better we see a lawyer rather than a priest. <laughs> so, but Shobindo brings us hope very beautifully that even in human love, there is something which is hidden which is beautiful and and we can see it even in the most ignorant of love page 397 to live to love are signs of infinite things love is a glory from eternity's spheres abased disfigured mocked by baser mites that steal his name and shape and ecstasy. He is still the Godhead by which all can change. Even in human love of a most ordinary kind, people who have experienced love even for a moment, human love, we are not talking of the divine love which is you know, far more powerful and there is nothing beyond it. And yet even that for a moment, if at all human beings ever change, 
for anybody for any reason it is out of love and of course uh, women are the classic example perhaps because i really believe they alone can love <laughs> and to love really truly we have to become women is there in shirbindo's aphorism you know that only when i became a woman a woman i discovered really what god is <laughs> because as long as we live with the pride of man we cannot discover it because there is a power of love so even in human love there is something which can touch momentarily people change change for the sake of love but alas it is temporary and it's only for a short while a mystery wakes in our inconscient stuff a bliss is born that can remake our life for a moment we feel as if ah this is heaven if there is a heaven but only the hearts that love are given one hour to live this is the tragedy of human life but again shubindu gives us hope very he always gives us hope and we see the evolution of love what we are experiencing is not all that we can be there is much more that is to come so here we see the sense of you know when shubindu speaks of evolution um it's not about of course darwinian evolution etc but it's about the principle of truth which is there within the seed which is there within this darkness of ignorance that must keep on refining itself through a process of yagna so the lower has to be sacrificed and burnt in the fire of purification so that its truer form can come so in that sense we are all like you know goldsmiths who must sieve the gold out of the raw then through water we pass away a lot of impurities then we have to you know put it to fire and the flame then it becomes more and more pure and ultimately a beautiful vessel can be shaped for god's descending light so this is the process and that's what we see in ancient yogas sacrifice so sacrifice is not about leaving something people think sacrifice means okay i must leave this behind and find that but that is the old way the new way or the true way or the proper way is that i pick this up and refine it refine it refine it purify it purify it purify it apply the flame of divine love which kills and saves that's why you know mother kali she is uh, the embodiment of intense and passionate love and she is namund malini she you know she slays our ego and puts a garland but that saves the human soul alive so we have to keep on applying that till a time comes that it can really grow into something beautiful and true and pure mother explained it very beautifully in one of her talks when she was asked that you know if love comes in our life what should we do so she says because you know the disciple raises the question that we are supposed to love only the divine so what happens if, if you know human love comes into our life what should we do she says ah go through it it is the best preparation for divine life and then she explains it's not a best preparation in terms of it will make you disillusion she says you have two options one is that you leave it aside and go toward the divine it's fine I mean, it's not that this option is invalid but she says sometime people do it by crushing the very energy of love and it may take few lives to recover you in the energy because you know one has crushed the energy now this energy in its raw state if we can purify it by learning to love unselfishly by learning to really 
take care not to bring in any expectations, any rewards, what I am getting out of it, then this love becomes more and more pure and eventually, she says, you will touch the principle of divine love which is in every human being. That's why I now often quote this example that in Indian thought we have the Prata Smarni Panch Kanyas. Every woman is supposed to remember the five great women. Now, who are these five great women? One of them is a uh, monkey, you know, Tara. She is Bali's wife. Bali is a monkey. Now, how is she? And she, she married once uh, her own, you know, brother-in-law because, well, uh, it was rumored that Tara, the Bali is dead. And so, you know, she had to marry because she had to run the kingdom. And yet she is Smarnia. The second one is Draupadi. She had five husbands. And Pratasmarnia, Mandodri. She is a demoness. Rakshasi by birth. And she is Pratasmarnia. Surely we must be missing something. So, this much about the holiness. But they are Pratasmarnia because regardless of their station of consciousness, regardless of their conditions, regardless of their circumstances of birth and situations in which they found themselves in, they continue to love in a true way, in a beautiful way. And that's what makes them great and that's why in Indian thought there was the conception of Sati. Sati only a woman was. There was nothing like a parallel conception of Sata. You know, men... I know those who understand the Hindi meaning of Sata <laughs> know what I am saying. But you know, because men could not, as simple as that. But the feminine energy could do it. So here, Savitri reveals the transformation of love as it takes place. That, you know, she is telling death. No, no, what you are saying is one side of the story. You are picking up one small scene, fragment of a scene. You know, you see in old Indian movies that if you see halfway through, you just wonder villain is winning or you know what's happening uh, you know oh it's so sad that the two have got separated and you'll start feeling it's not worth watching so wait till the end so then you'll see the villain gets a good uh, you know whiplash back and ultimately the two who loved are united but they have to go through that process of you know purification of course english movie were more difficult at least for me because i didn't understand toward till the end that who is the hero and who is the villain i was so <laughs> So used to the Hindi movie idea that there has to be a hero and there has to be a villain. You know, now of course things are changing. And you know the names, that's the thing. So much later you realize, okay, so half the time went away in asking, okay, tell me who is the hero. So that I can at least follow it up. Of course, now things are different. So you see, this is the transfiguration that is taking place described on page 632. And Savitri to death. Mystic, slow transfiguration works. It it happens. You see, people even, that's why in in marriages, for example, we say there are three phases. The first phase is the honeymoon phase. You know, everything is hunky dory, everything is beautiful. Then the difficult phase, when people can even separate, they can go here, there, all kinds of things may happen. But it is documented if they can still continue, then the relationship is very solid and very deeply founded. Then doesn't matter, you know, whatever happens, even if people are separated by time and space, they know each other and they know that, you know, this fellow, I know him. And the man knows, you know, uh, because then love has entered into that phase which has gone beyond. But, uh, you know, in an age of McDonald's, it's very difficult to go past the second stage. 
at the stage of vital evolution. <laughs> so, uh, yet, so it's a slow process, but it, we can hasten it through the power of yoga. In deaths, uh, a mystic slow transfiguration works all over earth, starts from mud and ends in sky. And love that was once an animal's desire, then a sweet madness in the rapturous heart. An ardent comradeship in the happy mind. You see, this is also he is describing. A relationship must evolve through all these. Otherwise, it will get stuck. A time must come when it changes into a happy comradeship. You know, then you don't have to really remember the marriage anniversary or write a letter and say, I wish you good, you know, happy birthday. It's, it's okay, you know, we are too close to wish happy birthday and forget happy birthday. It doesn't matter at all because these things become trivial. And then what happens after this human love, then it graduates into something else. Shubindu describes this in Synthesis of Yoga, that the psychic being by its nature seeks love, beauty and ananda, because that's what it's seed of. But in the beginning it turns towards human beings. And later on it turns towards its own source. Then a sweet and love that was once an animal's desire, then a sweet madness in the rapturous heart, an ardent comradeship in the happy mind becomes a wide spiritual yearning space. And the same love going through the process of purification enters into a state where it yearns for the absolute. A lonely soul passions for the alone. And it seeks moment. Just as in human love, you know, when people love each other, they want moments when, you know, they can find time alone. Uh, when parents are not there, when nobody is there and they can converse with the beloved hand in hand, heart to heart. So when we begin to love God, a time comes when we seek these lonely moments because that's a time when we are intimate with the divine beloved. And when we are with the crowd, we are somewhere, oh my God, I have to meet my beloved. He is waiting for me. Oh God, you know, when will I get some time? Because it begins to yearn like this. It's a natural change which comes. It cannot be brought by any mechanical means. Of course, if you are in the company of God lovers, it can come much faster and much easily because they carry a very tremendous power of contagion. That's why it is said that one must seek the company of God lovers because automatically it comes. The heart that loved man thrills to the love of God. And this is a wonderful love of which nothing can be said. Shubindra says that nothing is denied to the God lover because he is the very self of the divine beloved. You know, for everybody else there is a rule, process, law, method, etc. But you ask the path of love, what is the rule, what is the method? The divine will change his own laws. For the sake of the divine lover. That's the beauty and the divine beloved. There's a very nice poem in Hindi. Uh, you know, Sri Krishna changed the law of nature. Uh, it was evening and he made it night. For the sake of Arjuna. So people ask, you know, why would he do it? Well, one poet has captured, mystic poet, this mood of the divine. When he leans towards the human soul in love with him. He says, Prabal prem ke paale padkar prabhu ko niyam badalte dekha. Apna maan tale tal jaye, bhakt ka maan na talte dekha. He is moved by the love and he changes the very laws 
सृष्टि के नियम बदल देंगे दैट इज द पावर ऑफ लव इट कैन चेंज एंड पीपल मे कॉल हिम लुक कृष्णा वट डिड ई डू अपना मान टले टल जाए पीपल मे से दैट यू नो ही डेंट प्ले बाई द फेयर रूल्स बट भक्त का मान न टलते देखा बट ही डजेंट अलाउ वंस ही टेक्स इन टू हिज हैंड्स the you know one cannot imagine what ecstasy there lies in love of the divine actually once one taste it and i'm sure a drop of that love and all the love in all the universes on the other side this drop comes heavy this is the power of this love which we have to embody but it's not easy because with ego we cannot you know kabir put it very beautifully he says prem gali ati sakari tame dona samahi जब मैं था तब हरी नहीं जब हरी तब मैं नहीं यू नो इट्स ए वेरी नैरो पैसेज डिवाइन वॉन्ट्स टू मीट अस इन दैट नैरो पैसेज सो यू नो हाउ डू यू मीट टू पीपल कैन नॉट स्टैंड देयर सो यू हैव टू फ्लिंग इन टू ईच अदर्स आर्म्स सो आइदर यू विल सर्वाइव और गॉड विल सर्वाइव ऑब्वियसली यू आर नॉट गोइंग टू सर्वाइव वेन यू फ्लिंग इन टू इज आर्म्स सो प्रेम गली अति साखरी आइदर आई वॉज देयर और ही इज देयर the two cannot be together so it begins to yearn a lonely soul passions for the alone so if we find ourselves in a state of loneliness people often call it a disease they suffer loneliness you know it's so strange they don't realize it's such a blessing this loneliness because it can really open the doors to the divine much faster if only there were psychiatrists who would tell them look your loneliness is not a curse but a blessing man <laughs> open that door which is waiting for you the heart that loved man thrills to the love of god a body is his chamber and his shrine where does he come to meet in this very body he comes here he dwells here then is our being rescued from separateness all is itself all is new felt in god it's not that he takes away everything he gives us later on but now it's like a trust it's no more ours because there is no more us or me but he and whatever is there in our life comes as a trust but what is this love a few lines below savitri reveals my love eternal sits throned on god's calm for love must soar beyond the very heavens and find its secret sense ineffable it must change its human ways to ways divine you know even when we love the divine we love him very humanly the traditional bhakti yoga if you read you will see viraha you know mirabai who whose love for the divine is unquestionable you know what does she say in the beginning she says jo me aso janati prem kiye dukh hoye nagar dhindora pitati prem na ki jo koi if i knew this is the pain i am going to get out of love i would have declared announced all over the world never never love but what she says as she grows into this love mero to girdhar gopal dusro na koi श्याम मने चाकर राखो जी कीप मी योर सर्वेंट एंड योर स्लेव आई हैव नन एल्स बट लॉर्ड दाओ 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 सो दिस इज द चेंज दैट कम्स बट इन द बिगनिंग द ह्यूमन वे इज वेयर वी लव द डिवाइन इगोइस्टिकली द डिवाइन ऑल्सो लाइक ए जिनी इन द बॉटल फॉर मी इफ यू कैन डू थिंग्स फॉर मी 
I have a checklist, 1 to 10, if he can at least make 6 things tick, then I would say he is divine, I will make him pass, possible divine. 8, then he is pakka divine. 10, then yes, I have no doubts. But wait, there may be 11th demand, which he may decide out of his own fancy. Well, this I am not going to do. You know, people often say, for Pondicherry, this used to be a joke. That when you go in the beginning, whatever you desire, suddenly it comes true. You want to have chola and dining room, there will be chola. You want, you know, it's too hot and there will be rain. So, you know, the old sadhaks would say, wait a sec, wait a sec, you know. This is the first phase. After he has hooked you around him and he knows you are not going to go anywhere, then he changes the rules of the game. Then you say, ah, it is too hot and next day the temperature soars higher. <laughs> he knows now you are his. Why are you doing this? No, no, I am preparing you for a greater love. What were you doing in the beginning? I was hooking you to me. <laughs> so that this love can transmute the human love. So we must change our human ways into ways divine. Human ways to ask and want and want and want. And the divine ways to give and give and give. And the divine doesn't, you know, expect of us without doing it first himself. It is, how is the power of love born? Very often people say, you know, why creation and all these things? At least one power, which is the sweetest of all, of the divine, would have never ever manifested and nothing, no one would have ever known that power if creation would not have been. And that is the power of love. Because in creation, at least in this creation, we have the sense of separateness. And we long for love and when we receive it, and the longer it takes to receive it, you know, people understand in olden times in ancient India, where people had to wait sometimes for years to get married, and you know, they knew what it means to wait and get married. And now, we get married and then we get married. So, you know, we, we sometimes, that joy of waiting and the union that comes after waiting and longing that is lost. But the divine is still in this matter a bit conservative and he makes us wait, makes us wait, prepares us. And when we are ready, then he says, now I am ready for the full disclosure because it's not easy. So she says that it must change it human ways to ways divine, yet keep its sovereignty of earthly bliss. So not the love which you know leaves earth and goes into the beyond, but all that all the joy of this earth. All the joy of the manifold relationships of this world. With everything we can engage, but provided we change it from the human way, which is an egoistic, selfish way, into a divine mode, which is selfless and transcends the ego. So what is the sign of that? O death, not for my heart's sweet poignancy, nor for my happy body's bliss alone, I have claimed from thee the living Satyavan. We love for our own sake for these things. But for his work and mine, our sacred charge, our lives are God's messengers beneath the stars. That is the ultimate ideal of love. And here of course we see that the love of the human soul with the divine, both are needed. Because Man is the instrument through which the divine engages or builds perfection. But even if we look at it from the, the symbol and the storyline, there too, 
the true love between two human beings is not a love of the flesh not a craving of the heart not a hunger not a dependency not a need to devour etc etc not two halves meeting helplessly but two complete beings and they come together because they have to do a work of the divine upon earth this was the ancient secret and she reveals it here our lives are god's messengers beneath the stars to dwell under death's shadow they have come tempting god's light to earth for the ignorant race his love to fill the hollow in men's hearts his bliss to heal the unhappiness of the world love must not cease to live upon the earth for love is the bright link twixt earth and heaven love is the far transcendence angel here love is man's lean on the absolute so this is the power and that's why shobindo the whole of savitri is ultimately about what it is the victory of love and conjugal love over death we should not forget conjugal love over death but not dwelling more into it finally we come to what really how to bring that love inside how to develop this love well very simply by loving the divine because by loving him we grow into the likeness of the divine so we learn to love truly divine loves this whole creation he even forms special relations when we look at you know the divine play upon earth it's not that he deals with everybody the same way he forms special relation but they are not relations determined by the ego self but did relations determined by the intrinsic truth of things you see there are many stories in the life of mother and shobindo we know for example the story of huta the end once you know how she threw the flower that were given to her back and she said mother i don't love you and you know she goes away that i am packing the bags she was prone to these you know moments and she wants to pack the bags and this story incidentally she herself told me <laughs> so she said you know mother sent after a while vasudha ben vasudha ben comes and she is packing the bags and she says mother has sent you this card okay okay i'll see keep it aside you know what mother told after you left yes what did she say you don't want to know yes yes tell me mother said look at this girl she doesn't know how much she she loves me mother is not even saying she doesn't know how much i love her that is understood shubhendra in one of the places in yoga he gives there are many beautiful short letters one of them is know that the mother loves you base your life on this one single truth not even know that you love the mother that's a you know not easy for human beings but to know that the mother loves you and the rest will follow so you know what satyavan does that we have to do the yoga of satyavan it's a very beautiful passage page 401 when he meets savitri now you know savitri is of course she is an incarnation of the divine and he senses because he is not an ordinary soul this she is not an ordinary princess there is something more to it than meets the eye but he wants someone who can understand his own sorrows so we want you know a divine who can be like us be with us when someone asks the mother mother why did you come like us human beings she said so that you can become and hope to become like me she came like us 
you know, she married, she had a child. She, if you read his life, her life, it's so interesting. She played tennis, she, she knew dancing, she knew painting, she knew music. She engaged with everything in the world. And that's because she could show us that, yes, I can become human and seek that divinity. You too can ascend and become like me. So, what Satyavan says, these are beautiful words, words because this is what we are seeking. And that's what I keep saying. There's the difference between the avatar and the master. The master is always here. So he is like sitting on a pedestal. And you see, you know, open, tune into these channels where master is, you know, people put all the ostentatious display and full mala and people sitting at the floor and master sitting on the table. Yes, you ignorant mortals, I'll show you the way and you walk the way. Mother doesn't do that. <laughs> she comes down, holds our hands, sits with us and plays with us. If you read the early life of the ashram, how she would uh, participate in everything. Like a child, she would become a child. She would play even ringa ringa roses with the children. Can you imagine? Divine Mother with all that glory playing ringa ringa roses in a room. That monkey sitting in her lap thought and she is caressing and they say, look, you can't be sitting in my lap all your life, you know, you've got to get down. This is the kind of love she uh, gave, became one with us and that's what Satyavan wants to know and this only the Divine Mother can do. So he, he when he sees Savitri, he asks her, Although to heaven thy beauty seems allied, much rather would my thoughts rejoice to know that mortal sweetness smiles between thy lips. That yes, you are a goddess. What am I going to do with a goddess? The last love that a goddess had was with Pururavas and she left him in one stroke and went away. And poor Pururavas was left wondering where is my goddess. Another came in Vishwamitra's life, had a child and left him and went away. He says, I don't want a goddess. I want someone human. And this cry for man to see the divine, embodied divine, it's a great mystery. It's the mystery of mysteries. Much rather would my thoughts rejoice to know that mortal sweetness smiles between thy lips and thy heart can beat beneath a human gaze and thy aureate bosom quiver with a look and its tumult answer to an earthborn voice. If our time-vexed affections thou canst feel. You are divine. I don't know. If I tell you my problems, you may just tell me these are no problems but illusions. I don't want that stuff. Or if I tell you, you will say, you know, be detached and you know, uh, all this is of no meaning, no consequence. I don't want that. I want you to feel just as I feel. Can you do that? So this is what he asks from the Divine Mother. And then he says, I would very much want you to come. But what I can offer? You see what the Divine wants. Earth's ease of simple things can satisfy if thy glance can dwell content on earthly soil and this celestial summary of delight, thy golden body dally with fatigue oppressing with its grace our terrain while the frail, sweet, passing taste of earthly food 
delays thee and the torrents leaping wine descend. So he says, I have this to give you. I have the water in the stream. I have this organic food grown naturally in the forest. And I have myself to offer in my hut, the soil of the earth. That's all I can offer. The divine doesn't want riches. You know, we have that beautiful, uh, we have this strange idea that, you know, we can build or maybe, you know, bargain divinity into listening to us by riches. If we have given everything, he may end up laughing and saying, oh, you beggar. (laughs) This there in Shurabindo's poem, one of the poems. What he wants is what we are. That's all he wants. A very beautiful experience of one lady, a clairvoyant lady, who was going to Shurabindo's room on her birthday. And suddenly she realized, where is the money? I had kept money for offering. She is searching for money and she doesn't find the money. And she is getting tense in Shurabindo's room. Why oh, I got the money and all kinds of things. And she hears Shurabindo's voice. He tells her, you can offer your money anywhere. Here you offer yourself. You can offer your money. Don't think of, you know, this I can give. Offer yourself. So Satyavan does this wonderful act. He says, I can give myself. That's what I am. And are you ready to accept me? And if you are ready to accept me, then descend and come and stay with me. That's what the mother wants. That's what self-giving means. Whatever we are, just as we are, we give ourselves to the divine. Let thy journey cease. Come down to us. And another place. Page 408. 407-408. Here again he describes the problem of human life and what is the bridge. And it is the Divine Mother. Again and again we go to the same thing. Problems, there are many problems. You know, in old time there used to be a wonderful medicine called APC. I I think our generation doesn't know. But yes, Asmukhai is nodding his head. Surely he knows. I know in village, when you went to the doctor, he had two remedies. One was a powder which was called APC. You know what it was? Aspirin, paracetamol, caffeine. So you take it, your cold, cough, pneumonia, God knows, everything disappeared. And the second was a mixture. The mixture were of two types, pink and the green. And probably he did some magic mantra, this or that, and, or by random selection. I don't know till date, somebody got the green, somebody got the pink. And we used to compare which mixture he gave you. Green one, oh, that's a very powerful mixture. <laughs> so, you know, Hundred problems, but remedy was only one. <laughs> so people want answer. You know, I have this problem. You know, that fellow doesn't listen to me. I have, okay, fine. What is the remedy? Turn to the mother. You know, my child doesn't listen to me. I don't know whether he... Uh, what do you know? You don't know about yourself. How do you know about the child? Whether he is going on the straight path or deviant path. Or deviant path is not going to lead him to the straight path. Oh, Psychology can be so complicated. You know, it can be very simple. What do I do? Pray to the mother. Give him to the mother. No, no, I have a problem. You know, I have, uh, you know, my business not working well and teach me some, 
you know, there are seven laws of spiritual success and teach me some one, two, three, four bullet points that I can incorporate and make sure my company works. What do I do? No, no, you just pray to the mother. What will the mother do? She will ensure business is successful. She may or she may make sure it crashes, but you are successful. She may save your soul alive through that crash. My God, that's a dangerous mother. But yes, ultimately, she will make sure that all your needs are met and you never are deprived. You don't have to stretch a hand and ask anyone. Oh, is it? I don't even ask, have to ask for bank loans. You know, it's, it's a paradox of life. That the richer we are, the more we need to ask. Whereas, the, the poorer you are, you are happy. You know, you can manage with that. And you ask for much more. You know, when I was reading about all these bank loans, I was wondering, you know, rich people have to ask things. I never knew this. You know, you need to ask bank loans and you have to become a fugitive. Whereas, you know, when you have little, you are, you know, you, do, you don't have needs. So anyways, that apart. So he says that, look, uh, I have, uh, what, what is my problem? And he reveals it very beautifully. Page 407. I looked upon the world and missed the self. So, you know, he's looking for the one solution. And when I found the self, I lost the world. You know, this is what everybody keeps complaining about. What do I do when I meditate, when I'm inside? I lose this world and I'm blissful and happy and free, you know. But when I am engrossed in the world, then I forget this, isn't it? So, the remedy is very simple. It's a three simple words. Love the mother. Work for the mother. Don't work for company, for money, for this or that. Work for the mother. At home, love the mother. Love the mother in the little baby. He is Balakrishna. Love the mother in your wife. She is Mother Kali or Durga, depending on you. <laughs> you know, divine mother can assume many forms. <laughs> So it depends on your state. If you come to her as an Asura, she will be Kali. If you come to her as Shiva, the strong as well as the ready to please, benevolent, then she will be Mother Parvati and sit by your side happily, <laughs> Gauri and Kali. So he says that this is my problem. And when I found the self, I lost the world. My other selves I lost and the body of God. I lost everything in this journey. I don't want that because this is the real problem. The link of the finite with the infinite. This is what we are seeking. The bridge between the appearance and the truth. The mystic aim for which the world was made. The human sense of immortality. This is our aspiration. Otherwise it makes a nonsense of creation and therefore it makes a nonsense of the creator who would thrust souls into ignorance at the end of a very dark and suffering and brutal and cruel uh, span of lives. He says, look, look, okay, now, you know, do one thing, get back to me. So what, what about this? Well, this is an illusion. My God, I went through all this. No, no, this was virtual reality. Nevertheless, for me, it was reality. <laughs> you call it virtual reality now. But you know, the suffering was real, the pain was real. So, Shubindu says, no, that's not why the earth was made. And then again you see the answer, but now the gold link comes to me with thy feet. 
and his gold sun has shone on me from thy face. To cling to her feet, to lose oneself looking at her, that is the secret of everything. For now another realm draws near with thee, and now diviner voices fill my ear. A strange new world swims to me in thy gaze. This is how our contact with the divine. First we come from a distance, then we, you know, feel the gaze, the smile, and so on and so forth. And what do we say later on? And we land with those lines. Descend, O happiness, with thy moon gold feet. Enrich earth's flows upon whose sleep we lie. We are in a state of tamas. We are fallen. But if we fall, let us fall below thy feet. Amal Kiran very beautifully puts it in one of his talks. He said, I had this strange problem that I would fall for just any woman. And he said, I fell in love when I was seven years old. But this became a great capacity when finally I fell at the woman, the Divine Mother's feet. So if we have to fall, this is where we should fall, at her feet. And the rest is taken care of. Oh, my bright beauties, princes, Savitri, by my delight and thy own joy compelled. There is no other reason for love. There is no other purpose. There is, you know, if, if people say, why do you love? Well, if there is a purpose, it's not love. The only purpose can be, well, I feel happy. That's it. What do you get? What, what do you get? Why do you want to go to Pondicherry again and again? People used to often ask. What do you get there? We have so many sages and seers and India, unfortunately, you know, every uh, village there will be somebody or the other, local Baba. So, you know, uh, no, that's not, you know, we have Babas categorized. I have my own categories. Local Baba, global Babas. <laughs> <laughs> And focal babas. <laughs> so, local babas are like your village and little community. Then focal babas are those meant for you, specifically tailor-made. <laughs> they are also designer babas. <laughs> and global babas, you know, high-flying babas. But babas are babas, you know, they are not going to fulfill this thirst. So, she says that, you know, that's not what I want. Oh, my bride, beauties, princess, Savitri, by my delight and thy own joy compelled. If you feel happy to come to me and I am calling you because it gives me joy. What I will get out of you, I don't know. I don't seek anything else. Just the joy of being with you. And there is a very beautiful uh, you know, line of the mother. It also comes in Sunilda's music. The delight of being with the divine. Conscious of the divine surpasses everything, surpasses creation, surpasses everything, surpasses everything. Just the joy of that nearness. Mother puts it in one of her shortest prayers. A few moments spent in silence before thee are worth centuries of felicity. And that's why he say that please come to the ashram. Even if it is for few moments it doesn't matter. One leaps centuries 
people often ask, you know, how to practice this yoga? Very simple. Come to the ashram, put your head over the samadhi, sit there for a few minutes. What will happen? You don't have to worry what will happen. Now it is the divines, you know, when you have gone there, what you will do? She will do what she has to do. And these last two lines, by might, by my delight and thy own joy compelled, enter my life, thy chamber and thy shrine. So this is of course, uh, as I said, this is a mysteries of mysteries, a very delightful subject, an unending subject, but always in love there is much that remains unsaid. And often that's the most beautiful part. Even in the mystery of divine love, Sri says, there is much more than the human tongue can utter. And really no one, even if you describe all the experiences that you have had, you cannot describe it. One mystic put it very beautifully. He says, no, tell a little more, tell a little more, what do you feel? Tell a little more, what did you experience? He said, look here now, I have told whatever I could say. Now you want to know, what was the joy that I received when the divine intimately took me into his arms and planted a kiss upon my soul? How can I speak of this? This is too private and personal. So truly, love is like that. And divine love is indeed the mystery of mysteries. And all that we can say is that, blessed is the day when we awaken to that love. And if one is awakened to that love, even to allow a trace of doubt in the mind that will I or won't I is blasphemy. There is no other blasphemy. It's, it's like I don't trust your love enough. That love will eventually transfigure us. However great the difficulties of nature, whatever be the problems, it may be a, a nature riddled with all kinds of things. But to love her and to wake up to her love is to ensure if at all there is a shortcut to yoga. To ensure that eventually one will arrive to the shortest possible road to the great divine fulfillment. Okay, thank you so much and we can have question answers.